0: Art can mean different things to different people. For me, it's all about the joy of creating. So if you draw, paint, write, dance, sing, craft, play air guitar, or even sculpt using nothing but mashed potatoes, consider yourself an artist and join the conversation. For the next half hour, meet the artist, learn about their inspiration, and enjoy the beauty of creativity. Welcome to Art Talk with John Cole Artist. Well, good evening, everyone. It's John Cole Artist, and today is, and I always have to say this because if I don't say it, I'll never know, but today is Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. So I want to say hello to everyone that's watching live tonight, and of course, those that are watching the replay, and later on, when this thing gets posted to all the major podcast platforms, hello to all you folks, too. I have probably one of the most important people in my life Mm-hmm. on the show. And that's Allison Roberts. Now, Allison is, in case you don't know her, and you should, she's a three-time bestseller uh, on Amazon, two behind the power books, and one that you wrote called The Spiritual Journey, which is an amazing story. And, and hopefully we'll touch on that a little bit later. She's also a TEDx speaker. Very powerful speech, by the way, which is available on YouTube. Um, she's the architect of Behind the Power. And later on in the broadcast, we'll talk a little bit about that because that's an event coming up in October in Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, she's most famous for being a cognitive behavioral expert. So Allison, welcome to John Cole Artist. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a real pleasure. I'm so glad that you said that you would agree to come on. Yeah. Well, um, I really wanted to have you on because of your expertise in in how the mind works. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And and it's important, I think, for those folks that are listening who are either artists or who are creative or those folks that don't think that they're creative. Mm -hmm. And yet something tells me they probably are. And there's probably a reason why they don't pursue that. So I was hoping we could talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, But first, uh, maybe if you could tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe some things that I didn't mention.
1: Sure. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. I have traveled almost everywhere, Um, but I always end up coming back home. Georgia is just where I always come back and land. Um, I have a beautiful adult daughter and a five-year-old grandson and a family full of dogs and the occasional pet frog when we can tolerate it for a couple of minutes. And yeah, life is good.
0: A pet frog, I don't, I don't know if I, is that, is that you or is it your grandson or who was it that?
1: Um, it was Ren earlier tonight for about <laughs> 10 seconds. He yeah. said that he had a pet frog and then he let it go. So ah. yeah.
0: Well, not long enough to name them, but still, that's yeah, not cool. long
1: enough to name them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So Christine's on Christine Cole. Hi, she's Christine. Beautiful souls, and Megan. Hi, is Megan. On. Hey, friends. Now Megan was on last week, and she did an amazing. I know. Job. I watched, you know, watched it. Her.
1: I watched the replay. She's amazing.
0: Yeah, and a couple of weeks before that, we had her husband Tim on, which was. Which I was saw amazing. that too. I
1: watched that replay too. And he's amazing
0: too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of talented people, including yourself. Thank you. So, um, oh, and here's Anna. Anna Davis is also on. Hey Hi, y'all. Anna. So, so, oh, boy, we could be doing this. Lucinda <laughs> Bentley is also hey, on. Hey, Lucinda. <laughs> Got a whole bunch of great people, and all these folks have been on uh, John Cole or on, we'll look on. A Room. I see
1: Lucinda. I know. It's great. Anna.
0: So, uh, but yeah, you know, this whole idea of 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 how the mind works, and well, first of all, just so everybody knows, I'm one of your clients. Yeah. And I've been with you now for almost three years. I know at least two and a half years. And folks, let me tell you, it—you know—working with Allison has really changed my life. Um, you know, just being able to see things differently, recognize my fears, you know, knowing what what's resistance and what's an actual fear has been amazing for me because it's allowed me to grow.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, this podcast, for example, is something that I never thought I would be doing, and yet here I am doing it. I
1: know, so incredible.
0: And although I'll take some of that credit because I'm the one doing it, I do have to give you a lot of that credit for helping me to get to this point. So, so my question right off the bat would be, um, you know, relative to the idea that oftentimes we don't think we can do things. um, What do you think is the primary reason why we end up in that place, right? Whether or not you're doing an artist or whether or not you're looking for a new job or whatever. What, What do you think? why do you think that we end up there not knowing what to do or where to go self worth self worth
1: yeah it's a lack of self worth it's a lack of believing in the self and instead believing the lies that we tell ourselves that we aren't good enough mm-hmm. that we don't know how um that it's too hard that we can't figure it out that we're stuck that we're flailing that right. you know every everything always works against me nothing ever works you know out for me it works out for everyone else but it doesn't work out for me um and it feels so devastating and real when that's happening you know and that's that's the um that's the most challenging part of being you know, a cognitive expert and teaching this work is that, um, you know, the, the, the frauds come in and just say, you know, oh, just, you know, say affirmations and, you know, meditate for five minutes and you'll be all better. And that doesn't work. And then, and then what happens is that, you know, when you, when you struggle, even when you're doing all the right things and you really feel broken, mm-hmm. um, because if you're saying affirmations and you're meditating and your life is still in the, you know, crap can, then, then you really, really feel like, man, I was right. Like there's some, there is something absolutely wrong with me because I'm doing everything that these people are telling me to do and I, and I still can't get it right. And so it's the, the thing that stops us is, is the, layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of stories that we have inside of us that we are not capable of doing the thing.
0: Right. And, and a lot of that comes from early childhood, from Mm -hmm. the adolescent period, maybe. Right. Um, Yeah. I I'll admit that, you know, with, with, I mean, it's, I think it's really easy for children specifically to well, I mean, they learn, they learn from observation. They learn from the experience. Mostly, mostly from observation. Right, right. And, and you know, when they start, I, I would think when they start to develop the cognitive skills to start to understand their surroundings, you know, this, they're told things, right? They're told right. things. They're told that perhaps, you know, that maybe they shouldn't do something. Maybe they shouldn't dress this way. Maybe they shouldn't whatever. And I think that that really affects you at a young age.
1: Well, I was having a conversation the other day about this because it's not what we say to our kids. It's how we say it
0: ah, to okay. our kids
1: and the lack of explanation around why we are trying to impart something upon them. Just We'll just take something really innocent like, looking both ways before you cross the street,
0: right
1: mm-hmm. So you're a parent and you know Johnny's at the stop sign and, and you're you know you're 22 steps behind him, right and you're like, you know, look both ways before you cross the street. And then he starts to cross the street without looking both ways. and most parents are like, <laughs> <laughs> and then scold and then like you have to look both ways before you cross the street. like what are you thinking? What's wrong with you? and it's it's the tone it's the it's the fear that looks like anger mm-hmm. it's it's all of those things instead of and even if you are freaking out and you have that kind of reaction right because we're all human so you have that reaction when Johnny you know when he's crying you're crying everybody's crying um to later on say hey you know and i mean later on is in like 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later, not two weeks later, um, to be like, hey, you know, mommy was or daddy was like, I was just really scared because I love you so much. And the reason that you need to look both ways before you cross the street is because not everyone's paying attention. And I don't want anything to happen to you. And so I'm sorry that I got upset. I was just really scared. Right. Those kinds of things that When we're children and, you know, if we're Johnny and mom and dad do that, like every single time he goes to the stop sign, then Johnny grows up thinking, well, I'm so dumb that I can't even look both ways before I cross the street. But Johnny doesn't know now he's John, right? He's you, he's John, but he doesn't know that he's thinking that because it's just embedded back here. Right. In in our ancient brain, in our reptilian brain, right? And so, he feels inadequate in just just doing the simplest things because it right. was never explained, and he didn't understand that it was fear. He always thought it was anger, and he had, he never understood that his parents were just trying to keep him safe. He understood it as he got in trouble. Because he did something wrong, and it happened multiple times, so it's just really, it's very, um, it's very interesting to get into this work and start unpeeling the layers of the onion because it rarely ever is this big thing that's keeping us from getting in the way of ourselves. It's usually those those little things where we're just like, man, I made so much more of that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I I guess, you know, I mean, that example there with not crossing the street um, and that repetitive um, response, I guess, from the parent, Mm -hmm. you know, without the follow up supportive, I love you so much type thing. Um, I mean, things like that since we don't, since, since it does build up this fear and the self-worth issue would then manifest all over the place. Yeah. Right. And I think that's probably, or that could be one reason, if not the primary, why perhaps people don't necessarily pursue the things that they want to pursue for, because of the fear, because of the, maybe the fear of judgment or mm-hmm. somebody's going to step in and say, dude, you can't do that or don't do that or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And um, right. For, so, so when we're talking about like, like in this particular context with creativity, and, and I'll admit I've seen that in myself, I'm probably the, the biggest self-critic of the things that I do. Right. You know, and you know this because we've talked about this. But, you know, for me, folks, when I it, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> that's the really funny thing. It doesn't even matter how good I do something. You know, it's never quite good enough. But that in and of itself is a manifestation of, oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> that that, it, that in and of itself is a manifestation of what we're talking about. This, this, this. Okay. So, so if it's this program thing, I can use the word program because that's because the computer is like a, uh, not the computer, the brain is like a computer. Absolutely. Right. So, we're programmed really all through our lives with programming that we just, don't understand the code of where it came from, right? Do you borrow from the computer world? So, so how do we, so how would we, you know, start to decouple that or start to, you know, reprogram ourselves? Can we reprogram ourselves? Yes. And
1: no. Okay. And what I mean by this is you can take the charge out of the dynamite, Mm -hmm. but the dynamite stick is still going to be there. So, Let's say that you know, you uh, an artist wants to paint, um, you know, a self portrait or something, and they've never done it before. And so it's out of their comfort zone, right? right. So the brain is going to come in, and the brain, the brain's the, the fear brain only knows three sentences. I don't know. I can't, it's too hard. But we don't know that we're thinking that. Right. So what will happen is like that That artist will be like, oh, you know, I'm going to start it next week. And I don't know. I mean, I was going to use watercolor, but now I think I should use acrylic. But I don't someone else that I should use oil. And it, should I do it eight by 10 or 11 by 14? I just, you know, I don't I can't figure it out. And they just that anything out of our comfort zone, we make it really, really hard because the brain doesn't want us to do the thing because if we do anything new, we're going to die. And so that's just how the brain works. So let's say that, you know, a person is, is doing mindset work. Right. And they're like, okay, wait a minute. I want to do a self portrait. Like I actually want to paint a picture of myself. Mm -hmm. So why am I making this so hard? Because I feel like it's going to be garbage, you know, and people are gonna look at it and they're gonna, they're gonna laugh at me. They're gonna, they're gonna think, oh, that that looks like a stick figure. That looks terrible. Like, you know, that 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 doesn't even look like you. And so we're so afraid of all that judgment. And then you might in the work, you might be like, wow, that's just reminding me when I was in kindergarten and I drew a, a picture of my of my teacher. And everybody said that it looked like, you know, Bernie or or not Bernie, um, Ernie and Bert from, you know, Sesame Street or something, that it didn't even look like my teacher, and all the and I cried and I got really upset and no one comforted me. Um, no wonder I don't wanna, no wonder I don't wanna do this. Right. Right. So then so then it's healing, it's healing that and just starting to paint. So you do it and You lived, you survived, yay! And no one threw rotten tomatoes at you and it's not half bad and all of those things. And then someone hires you and they're like, we want you to paint our entire family on the dining room wall. You've never done it before. So now, even though you did the self portrait and you survived, here comes the stick of dynamite. Mm
0: -hmm. It's gonna
1: come out again because you've never done that before. Right. So it's not going to be as charged as the self portrait because you've done some of the healing, but there's no finish line to self healing. Right. And so some part of that story is still unresolved. Maybe you didn't resolve the part where, you know, um, Luke came in and punched you in the jaw for, you know, drawing such an ugly picture of the teacher and you know, but you got blamed for it. And I mean, maybe you left that part out. So now you've got to fix that part of the story so that you can go and paint the mural. Right. I know that's a really long answer to a short question, but
0: no, no, it's actually a really good answer. And I think it's very applicable to, to the artistic community specifically, because I think that a lot of artists and I I obviously can't speak for everybody because I'm not all artists, but, but I know that the people that I do know that have a creative side do tend to um, react that way, look at what they're doing that same way. Um, but I will tell you, you know, just firsthand, and this is, you know, for the benefit of those listening is that, uh, like Allison said, this, it's, it's kind of a lifelong process. I mean, the way I look at it is this, is that depending on, doesn't even matter how old you are, you have this history of things that you've been exposed to that you've heard, right? Um, you know, situations that may not have turned out the way you expected. That's a lot of things that are built up in your mind, built up in your brain. And I think that it takes just as long, if not longer, to continue to work on that, right? I mean, um, and like you said, just because you heal one small part of it doesn't mean that it won't manifest again. In other words, it's, it's part of your life. It's built into you it's just how you're going to tackle it handle it recognize it even because i think that's part of it right is is sometimes you might not even know that you're thinking that stuff
1: yeah the the awareness is the biggest piece of it right um the just the more that you know and we'll just talk about artists so the more that you want to grow in your art mm-hmm. and Um, even like going to festivals and, or, you know, putting yourself out there into the world so that you can sell the art because, you know, I have besides you, I have other clients of mine who are artists have, um, a person that is a iron sculptor that was, you know, my client for a long time. And he would make these beautiful iron sculptures, but they, he wouldn't do anything with them. And I'm like, you need to, you know, get these out into the world. Forget about the money. They were just so beautiful. It's a, right. it, it's so beautiful. They're like, they moved you. It was that kind of art where you just were moved by it, you know? And he was like, well, what if no one, what if nobody buys it? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um. And I was like, well, at least you you'll know that you tried, you know? And I, I think that, You know, the artists that I work with, they're so, um, they're scared to to be seen. You know, they're they're terrified to be seen. It's very, you know, and I get it because it's kind of like my own work and my own journey, right? Like this, my my work is my baby. I mean, this is, you know, and so, you know, I can be very self-protective of it at times, but if it's not out into the world, it's not gonna help a single person. And so, you know, if if you are an artist and and you're listening to this right now, the reason that you're not selling your art is because you're afraid that people are gonna hate it.
0: Speaking from experience, yes. (laughs) Speaking from experience, yes. And and I think what I would add to that, uh, at least from my perspective, and it sounds like the person that you're speaking with, the iron sculptor, is probably this very similar. And that is, you know, you know what? It's it's like your book, The Spiritual Journey. You, our art, you're writing his metal sculpture or hers, his, right, his. Um, you know, that's it's a direct re- representation of you. Yeah. You know, and I think that when you are designing or, or creating something, when you're creating something, you're doing that from a very unique place within, within, within you. you. know, As an artist, there's something inside of you that makes you want to manifest that piece on canvas or an iron or oil paintings, whatever, right? Um, and that's, of course, you know, going back to earlier with the fear, that's where that fear steps in because now you're, you're really saying and you're really opening up a part of you, you're exposing a part of you, Uh, To other people. And of course, there's that fear of rejection, right? It's like, it's like, here I am, uh, you know, 21 years old, I'm going out for my first beer, I walk into a bar. And, um, you know, I want to find somebody to, to that that likes me, right? And then there's this this fear of rejection piece, because All of a sudden, now you're very self-conscious. You know, do I look okay? Am I dressed okay? Are other people going to like me? And it doesn't have to be just women. It could be just, you know, you want to go out and make a new friend or something like that. So you become very self-conscious. And I think that same idea that a lot of artists have that because it's a piece of me. It's a piece of me, you know, and that can be a very, very frightening feeling to have. Yeah, it's vulnerable. It is. It is. And the question then becomes, I mean, as a society, especially these days, I mean, does it, is, is it good to be vulnerable? Is it bad? I mean, you, it's you, amazing. It's the biggest gift ever. It is. It's an amazing gift, but it's also very scary because, you know, everything is polarized these days. So, and I think that.
1: Yeah. But that That's um, you know, and I'll, I love that you just said that because that is a form of codependency. It's, um, you know to not be vulnerable is to not be authentic, right? And so, right. and to not be authentic is to people please. It's a it's a form, it's fawning, it's a it's a fear response, right? So, you know, if I like Sally and I'm walking into a room and everybody else hates Sally, right? And somebody right. says something about Sally, oh she's a little, oh, oh. and I'm like. I love Sally. I think she's amazing. What we're afraid of in that moment is the primal fear that's in our DNA from when we were cave people of being stoned to death, of all the spears being thrown at us, of being hung upside down and left out in the wilderness for the animals to come and eat us. Like, it's so in our DNA and we don't know that we are in danger. Like we don't know that we're feeling that like really primal danger. So we're just like, yeah, Sally is man. She's awful. And then we go to our car and we're like, I'm a horrible, terrible person because I did not just stand up for my friend, Sally. Right, And I went along with everyone else and, oh my gosh, what if she finds out? And then there's the shame and then there's the guilt and all the things. And so it may be scary to stand in your power and be your true authentic self and stand up for Sally and yourself in that moment. But the repercussions of not doing that right. are cancer and liver disease and, um, and hiding and having to just live with a feeling inside of you. And then maybe you go to Sally and you tell her, right. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I didn't stand up for you and now Sally's not your friend and and you don't even care about these other people. Right. But you love Sally and now you've lost Sally. So yes, it might be scary, but the scarier proposition is to continue to live in fear and go with your fear feelings instead of standing in your power. And that's even with art. You know, I went to a festival um, with Laura a couple of months ago. And I mean, booth after booth after booth after booth, I was like, come on people, somebody show me some originality because it was everybody had made what sells at the festival. And so it was just like, honeybees and sunflowers and honeybees and sunflowers. And there's a the rectangular wood signs that you go put by your door that say welcome and welcome home mm-hmm. and welcome right. friends. And all. It was in every shade, color font, um, bulldogs, the lilies, like all the things. And I was like, people are making this art like everyone else, because they're afraid that their original yep. art won't sell. Right. And we ended up not buying anything. And the guy that was running the festival was like, well, your arms are empty. And I'm like, because there's, I can buy all this stuff at Home Depot or TJ Maxx or, you know, I, it, it just, I, it made me sad, John. It made yes. me sad because the, the art that was there was gorgeous and beautiful, but it was just, it was copy, it was a copy. This copycat of everybody else's stuff, including yeah.
0: online. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's not surprising. I think that, you know, um, we're going to talk about this in a second, but, um, you know, the whole idea of taking the path of least resistance isn't yeah. really, in my opinion, the way that you get to be your vulnerable and true authentic self, because you know, it's, it's far, following the, the party line or toe on the line or whatever that phrase is. I'm horrible with metaphors or whatever they are, but um, you know, that, that is not unique. And the fact is we're all unique people. Yeah. And, and And the funny thing is, is the people that I care about most throughout my life that I've met have always been those people that are unique, that, you know, you look at them and you're like, boy, that's like super weird that they're doing that. And yet there's something original and there's something authentic. And there's something about that, that really is special to me. You know, Um, everybody has their quirks and it's their quirks that I think make people.
1: I do too. Like, you know, you know, I, I want to be around people who, you know, are honest and speak their mind and, you know, their house doesn't look look like everybody else's house. And, you know, they're, they're, Their clothes may be, you know, in style, but yet they still have a tattoo that's just their own personality or, you know, makeup is like expressing like who they are. Maybe their nails are every nail color is different, like on all 10, like just something that is just like, this is me, you know, this is, this is, this is what I bring to the table. I love, I mean, I just, those are, those are my people.
0: Oh yeah, those people are amazing, especially when you watch them on TikTok or if you watch them on Instagram or anything like that. There's just something about that. So that, inspiring. Yeah, it draws your attention and you're like, you know what? And, and it really, it's not necessarily emulating what they're doing, but it's emulating that concept that they can be themselves. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that, that helps me because it's like, well, if they can do this quirky thing, then why can't I be my quirky self?
1: Exactly. So,
0: yes, you know. it, it
1: gives other people permission to be themselves.
0: And that's why I really um, and believe it or not, we're already at 30 minutes. I cannot believe this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I could talk all night and I don't want to keep you, but um, I will say that um, a couple things first, you know, what you're, what you're providing to your clients uh, just, just for the folks that are listening, you provide everything that we're talking about in great, in a great, in great level of detail. Um, and the, and the way that you instruct us two things, number one, you're very patient because, you know, some of us are older, some of us are younger, um, but all of us have had life experiences that have affected who we are today, you know, and they haven't all been good. I mean, let's be honest, the world sometimes can be a crazy place, um, but you're very, very patient and, and, and you're very smart when it comes to um, helping people at least at a minimum be aware and also be willing, because I think those two things go hand in hand. I think it's Thank one you. thing to be aware of something, but if you're not willing to at least look at yourself, be introspective, and you know, uh, at, at least admit to yourself that there might be something that you could do or think differently, I should say, not necessarily do, but think differently. Um, so those two things alone, I think, um, is a great service that you're providing. I, you. know that, I know that this is your life, and I know that you love it. Um, very much. Yeah. And, and you do have an event coming up that both of us are going to be a part of. Uh, can you share yeah. that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So um, the link is is on the screen. There's no www before it. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's Behind the Power. It is our uh, third official year of doing this, our fourth unofficial, leave, unofficial year. The very first year I did Behind the Power, there were like four people there. It's mm-hmm. um, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, so this year is, um, it's cool and it's different because, you know, as, as all of my clients, you know, move and change and grow and, and open doors to new opportunities, I also change and grow. Mm-hmm. So this year, the majority of behind the power is going to be you know mindset and empowerment and then we're also um, while the panels are going on so we're going to have panels every day and while those panels are going on um, I'm going to be interviewing people for the opportunity to write their book with me and get on the TEDx stage so it's just I'm finding that you know I really have a passion so much for people getting their stories out into the world, John, because we, we don't change. Um, most of us don't change from mathematics or science. I mean, it, it helps us and we definitely need to learn it um, to function in the world. We change from people sharing their stories right? and sharing what they've been through and who they are and how they overcame it. And Um, you know, every single person, and, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, like every single person that I've ever met that I've spent any significant time with, they have shared a story with me where I'm just like, wow, I am a better person for having just learned what they went through. I'm a better person for having witnessed sometimes what people go through as their coach, right? And so it's just you know, God is calling me to, to do it. And um, I feel very inspired in my action. I will always, always make the emphasis mindset work because it's just, that's my heart and soul. But um, behind the power this year is very empowering. We are not focusing on trauma uh, for the first time. We are focusing on empowerment and um, being better for what we've lived through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, building our lives from, from the foundation of who we are. And, you know, some people have pushed back a little bit and said, you know, I don't want to come to behind the power because it's, it's going to be all about business. And I'm like, who said that? Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but we do need to treat, uh, whether you have a business or you work or you, you know, outside of the home or you work inside the house, We there are certain parts of our lives where we need to treat our life like a business. You know, when we go to a doctor's appointment, we need to treat that like a business. When we, you know, we're we're managing our money, when we take our car to the mechanic, when we're shopping for a house. Like there are just certain things that if you're all in your personal mindset about I can't do, I can't afford this and I can't figure this out. And you're in all of that fear and you're not just treating it like, a plus B equals C, and I'm just going to do this over here, and I'm just going to make it happen. Then you're really just giving your life. Just you're just a big, just a I don't know, a disservice to yourself. Yeah. You're doing a, a disservice to yourself because living in that kind of fear all the time about everything is exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting.
0: Yeah, and I will say that I can understand why people might be resistant. And because I was. Um, but I'll tell you that there is light at the end of that tunnel.
1: Yeah. And it's not a train tunnel. coming.
0: It's not it really isn't. <laughs> so, you know, so folks check out the website. It's btp23.vfairs.com. For those that are listening to the podcast uh, afterwards on the audio. I'll say that again. It's btp T P or Bravo Tango Papa for two, three folks. 23.v as in Victor Fairs. Com. Um, This is going to be my second year speaking, be my third year attending. Um, last year was amazing folks. And I'll just say one more thing about this, having, having been there twice, you will never find, you will never find a more loving and accepting group of people yeah and i'm not just talking about the people folks that i know but those that have no experience with the behind behind the power but who make the effort to go it is such a wonderful experience that you cannot help but walk away feeling empowered
1: so true
0: you know so so folks please check it out um Uh, Megan writes, love this so much, makes me miss class, attend behind the power if you are able, game changer. So even Megan, Megan is a really- We miss you too, Megan, very much. We do. Um, But anyway, check out the website. So Allison, thank you so much for spending the time with me. Again, I I should push this thing to a two-hour show, which <laughs> I, I have no problem doing because uh, the conversation's fantastic. People fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I'll, I'll be awake. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, hopefully sometime we can do this again. It's been a pleasure. Love it. And um, in the meantime, folks, um, stay true to yourselves. Be your authentic selves. And if you're afraid to do something, just give it a try. Um, a dinosaur, I promise, won't eat you. So, all right, folks. You guys have a good night, and I'll see you next week. Next week, I have a very special show um, for those that of you who listen to the show regularly. I had my wife Christine on a few weeks ago, and she can do readings of people and then paint paintings. And we're going to have a mystery person on. Yep, there's a Christine Cole original up on the wall, but we're going to have a mystery person on, and she's going to do a reading live on the pro- on the on the broadcast. So it's going to be really really cool. Uh, So stay tuned for that. That'll be next week. So Allison, have a nice evening. Thank you. Everybody else, we'll see you next week. Thank you so very much for joining me on the Art Talk podcast, where it's my goal to bring artists together to talk about their craft. If you'd like to join me for a conversation, please reach out via email at johncoleartist at gmail.com or by visiting my website at johnrobertcole.com. So until next time, keep crafting, painting, and inspiring others with your creativity. You make more of an impact than you know. See ya!